Good morning. I am Chris Mazzara, and this is 4AM Motivations, a podcast that is completely dedicated to your growth. Now, we have been in a series called Finish What You Start, and the controversy that that has stirred up because we all know that there are many things that we set out for in the beginning of the year that we are now currently maybe forgetting about or not giving our all to. So this podcast series in particular has been one to really realign us with our goals and make sure that we are actually projecting ourselves to hit it. Um, Now today is an exciting day because we got a guest. (laughs) And we got my boy, my guy, somebody that I have admired from afar, but then have been blessed to become friends with in this past season. Um, this is the one, the only Josh Cloudin. Josh, how you feeling, man? Chris, Chris, I'm feeling great, man. Thank you so much. We're finally here together in person, sitting yes, down, potting. Uh, I've been looking forward to this like for some time, man. I've been, uh, you know, you shot me the invite, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited to be here, man. And I've recently learned that you're not a newbie to potting. No. You were potting during no. the, the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love potting, man. I think potting is a great time. I think it's it's a great way for people to connect, yeah. communicate, um, talk about some ideas, get things out. So I love the freedom of podcasting, and I haven't done it in a while, yeah. so I might be a little rusty, yeah. uh, but definitely excited to be here, man. I love what you're doing in your pod. Thank uh, how long have you been? How long have you been up and running for? I don't know about length of time, but I do know that we are crossing into our 50th episode. Yeah, crazy to think. 50 episodes. Well, congratulations on that, bro. Thank That's, you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we talk about start what you finish yeah. and then continuing through. 50 episodes, not no easy feat. And you're not doing... You, you, were, you were doing this at 4 a.m. You feel me? Exactly. So, we were like, in. Yeah, we were all you, in. We were all in, bro. So, um Glad to be here and just proud of what you're doing in the podcasting space. Appreciate it, brother. And we, we did just cross our 5,000th download. Come so on. That was pretty dope. So you're getting numbers. We, we're getting numbers. You're getting numbers. We're getting numbers, we're getting numbers out okay, here. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're, po- yo, you're a podcast. Do you tell me like I, I'm also a podcaster? And I should start announcing that when yeah. I introduce myself. I think you got to just like kind of like drop. I also have a podcast. Check it out. Yeah. And I don't know why I don't. I literally have a, a somebody that I, I'm in alignment with that I do this podcast with. And he produces, like, he's on the production side and the marketing side. And uh, Seth, shout out to you. But he's always telling me, like, why don't you promote this all the time? Yeah. Like, why isn't it this yeah. in your conversations? And I don't know why. It's, I mean, I have no idea why. But nonetheless, we're grateful you're here, my brother. Uh, I think Thanks, people man. are going to be encouraged by you. There's so much that I could say about you and so much that I've already said to you many times. Um, Josh Cloudon is a very charismatic man. So when I say very charismatic, you know, I don't bring people on this podcast that I would consider um, maybe just one of the crowd. Josh is very much the standard of the people we bring on. Um, He is one that you can't help but notice in the crowd. Um, He is not just so charismatic, but he lights up a room in in a way that you really have never seen before. At least I've never seen before. Um, It's from a place of love. It's from a place of care. Every single person that he comes in interaction with, you would swear that they're your best friend. And I think that that's a gift. I think that that's a place, uh, like a choice that you are consciously making all the time to make sure that people see, or people feel seen, heard, loved, and cared about, man. So I've always, you know, just admired that. And then to see you in the space of public speaking, um, and to see that consistently, I just think you're you're a talent, and you Thank you, you have a gift that is truly something that should be 
uh, elevated to so many great heights and I think will be um, to, you know, when opportunities come. But with the spaces you're already in, you rock. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. And I'll, I'll, I'll try to put a timer to it because I can just keep going forever. <laughs> but I, I think... I love it. I love it. There's something about a man that can show his personality and really allow that to be to lead the, the, the public speaking. And authenticity to me is the number one characteristic of a good public speaker, of a great public speaker. And for you, it's not just authentic, but there's a personableness to it. It's like the whole crowd feels like you're talking to just them. And your 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 personality just shines through, bro. So I've always admired it. And then to see it on the sermon on the big stage recently. First of all, how did that feel? Oh, you were called to preach at Vu Church. How yeah. was it? How'd you feel about it? Oh, man. Well, first of all, thank you for those words, bro. Like uh, in the last two years, you've been consistently speaking life into me um, and into like who I am and my gifts. And like really just letting me know like, yo, it shows and the person that you want to be, it's showing. Um, and I think it's so important to have people like that, right? Like that's like not just saying things to say things, but really see who you are and yeah. celebrate that because it's what pushes people to keep being who they are. Yeah. So thank you for always just like pushing me like on days. Like we do a lot of life together now over the last two years. And so like there's days where I'm not feeling that way or, or like that person, but you let me know that you see it and that encourages me to keep going. So just thank you. Yeah. Um, and we can get into like how we sharpen each other and, yeah, of course. you know, push each other. But um, yeah, man, two weeks ago, uh, preached my second message, had the honor and the privilege to preach, preach my second message um, at Vu Church, uh, my home church here in Miami at our new location in Miami Gardens. And it was, bro, like compared to my first time, um, it was great. And the like, first one was memorable. The first one was memorable because it's your first. You have no idea what to yeah. expect. Um, and I really actually like shout out to Josh Paul. I know he's been a guest here multiple times, mm -hmm. but Josh Paul was like the one who really like he saw me give my first run through. Yeah, and he like he's like yeah, come to my house, man. Like we can just run lines together. And he was the first person to really just like really help me develop that yeah. like all the raw talent of speaking, but like never speaking God's word to the masses. So just all the nerves and helping me kind of like wrangle that. He got me like, I feel like he got me prepped. I had to message him like before and after this time around without really even speaking to him yeah. just to thank him Yeah. because I felt so prepared yeah. going into this time around. Um, and like the best thing about it that we're learning on this journey is that like, this is a God thing. So mm. um, you prepare yourself, you get yourself right. And then you surrender it all to him and let him do the work. Yeah. I promise you those seven minutes fly. Absolutely. Like, so it was great, man. Um, I enjoyed it. And I, you know, I think people like us, like we can be super hard on ourselves after um, doing anything. Yeah, right? absolutely. After doing anything. And so um, there have been times that I've gone there just to do like a three minute announcement, whatever the case is. And I like that ruined my day. Yeah. It's ruined my day. If like, not the week. If not the week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Go to the week. Yeah. And so like. I, I always tell people, like, I'm my toughest critic. There's nothing you can tell me that's worse than I'm telling myself already. Yeah. It's like we're, we'll talk about that one day, right? Yeah. But, like, um, I felt good after. Yeah. Right? And, and, and what I did and, and how I presented and how I prepared. And so. Yeah, you feel like the mission was handled, right? I mean, mission was handled. ultimately, you were called to it and you, you answered the calling. And I think that's one thing that I have learned in my 30s that I did not have in my 20s was it really is just about doing our best. And I've, I've always struggled with perfectionism my entire life. Mm and really, really struggled with it where no matter how good something was, um, if it wasn't perfect, all I could see was the imperfection. And yeah. I've, in my 30s, I've, I've been so much happier because 
I've really committed myself to just absolutely doing my best. And for me, my best, like I expect a lot from yeah. my best, but as long as I committed to my part, I did my part, there's a piece that can come after that just allows me to kind of relinquish control. Now, am I perfect at that? Absolutely not. If I have a slip up one or two or three, I'm gonna really yeah. hang myself on that. However, I know the ultimate trend of kind of chasing more peace. So I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because we're on this journey together. Yeah. So you all know, you, you probably have seen through my social medias, public speaking has yeah, been Yeah, let them me. know. Like, yo, okay, so like I spoke, but Chris also spoke. Have you told the pod that you spoke? No, I didn't. Okay, so uh, yo, let, me, let me pod you real quick. Dude, how was your first time speaking yeah. at, well, I, I saw how it went. I got the video footage. Um, but like, just talk to me about like how your first time was getting that call, um, getting the assignment, preparing for that yeah. and then delivering. How did like, what was that process like for you? So for one, you know, I, I, I hold God's stage. I hold God's word to a very high mm -hmm. standard. Right. And I, I hold it to such a respect level that I've been called to speak to many, many platforms, but there's a, there's an internal kind of pressure that you really do have to face and, and embrace as you step onto God's stage, right? Your, your only mission there is to bring people closer to God. And I think, personally, that's the greatest thing we can be called to do. Beautiful. Get people closer to God. So the writing of it, um, in the beginning, there was a lot of pressure. You saw in the yeah. midst of that pressure, there was a lot of anxiety in terms of uh, when I was writing my first, I wrote three drafts and each of them, I, I just, I was like, wow, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not going to be good. Like, right, right. they called the wrong guy. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm actually just a motivational speaker. Like, yeah. I'm not meant to do this. And a lot of that had to be faced. And then somehow on the fourth draft, which I should have done from the beginning, from the jump, was I just prayed and said, God, can you write this for me? Like, mm -hmm. I can't do this in my strength. Yeah. Like, clearly. Wow. And the more that I, I just relinquished control, next thing I know, like, I, I've got, like, a draft where I'm like, oh, man, this... This is going to be good. This is some sauce. Yeah, this has got something. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it's so cool. So for one, I think the sermon went very well. Yeah. I think I stepped into it uh, from a place of, you know, to look at this, my left and right and see my peers kind of, you know, possibly a little bit nervous and maybe not in their, their element. It made me kind of rise up and be like, no, be bold and courageous. Yeah, like right yeah. Now set the, the tone. To, you let yeah, off. Exactly. Like, get, you know, show, be confident for them. Yeah. And that helped me um, to even step in even right, more right. comfortable at that moment. Um, so I think the execution went great. I think people were moved. I think people people got closer to God, which the mission was handled. Yeah. Um, but I think the the greatest part about it is when people say, you know, oh, the glory goes to God, you know, or like all glory to God. To me, I, I've always struggled with like that almost seeming like a false sense of humility, mm. right? However, for this time. After having gone through it. Having gone through that, like where I really just on that fourth draft, I hope you all know, like I prayed. And I said, God, can you please write this? Like, I need you to speak through me. Yeah, you yeah. move. And it literally, like, all of a sudden I sat down and next three hours, like, I come up with this message. So I quite literally take little to no credit other than the preparation time that I put That's into. all we can take credit for. Yeah. That's, I, that's I it. committed yeah. to the prep time. Yeah. But I, I'm so grateful that I can truly say, like, when people say, oh, no, all glory to God, I'm like... All glory no, to no, you have, God. No, you have no idea. Yeah. All the glory. Yeah, God. Like, y'all yeah. better rely on yeah, his yeah, strength. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. something there. So yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I think uh, I think one thing I don't want to do is is await somebody to tell me, like, oh, here's your next opportunity. And think yeah. that, that that's what I'm hanging on to is 
the next time somebody else asks me, I really do want to get more focused on preparing my own stages and preparing yeah. my own things and, and kind of just facilitating my own path rather than saying, well, I'm waiting for the church to give me an opportunity. Or I'm waiting for this company to give me an opportunity. I want to, want to pursue the own, my own path um, and, and, and just know that all those things will be great when they're added upon. But I, I also don't want to rely upon man or, or even think the church is here to help elevate me. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, a tr- it's a struggle because it would be a great honor. However, I do want to make sure I'm doing my part and doing it. So I love it, man. I, I love being intertwined with you on this yeah. journey. Um, it's so funny, man. The way you stepped into preparation. Like, that's the thing. Like, we don't, you, like, I don't think people understand like, people watch them. Right? Mm-hmm. People watch them and like, whether they say it out loud or not, people are either inspired by you, motivated by you, or literally turn, like, get the ick yeah. by you. Right? Yeah, like, you yeah. just don't know what you give off. But when it comes to you, like you were like, we got the assignment and you were like, all right, because you and I are working together now. You're like, hey, man, after this, after I get up this call, I'm going to go prepare. And so like, yeah, you did like three different drafts, but your dedication and like flow into prepping literally was like, hey, hey, Josh, are you going to put some pen to paper yet? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Josh, are you going to like, Chris is coming. Like, yeah. he's preparing. Yeah. Are you like, do you know what you're going to speak? And like, just from afar, like just the way you approach your work, the things that you do. Is motivation, yeah. is inspiration, is like a standard that's like, you're like, hey, hey, like whatever you're doing, it can be, there could be done, more can be done. Yeah. And so I just want to say like, like you were even an inspo to me, like just in preparation, like, yeah. hey, get right. Funny thing about preparation, I did um, all my, so I spoke out all my, um, I spoke out my message every single, every day, shooting free throws. That's fire. And I just, and like, it was just like one of those things of just like really like just getting into a like therapeutic flow. Yeah just starting over, whatever the case may be. But like th- th- compared to the first time around, I didn't do a lot of outward speaking, yeah. prepping into the, to the speech. So it was just like learning new mechanics as we go on this journey, bro. Yeah. And just like super dope to share, man. And just, I'm glad that we got to do it together. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be one of many. And I think I'm excited to see what, what our company does with yeah. providing workshops and providing opportunities to speak to the young people. Yeah. And I, I think all that's coming. And I'm excited for it, but I can't wait to see your, you and I have a gift that God placed upon our lives with our public speaking and our leadership. So it's only natural that as we facilitate things, facilitate more opportunities, like those gifts are going to be, be shown. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm super, you know, I'm grateful for, for what we've already done. And I, uh, and yeah, man. So for one, before we get into this, there's only so much that I even know about you, right? Like. Yes, we've gone to dinner. Yes, we broke bread. Yes, we've, we've enjoyed time together. But I think it's something cool about a podcast where it's like, no, actually, I'll, I'm going to take this moment to really learn about you and get to know you much more. Love so it. for the listeners, you know, before we get into this idea of finish what you start and, and really kind of get to the motivational side, which is the whole point, um, I want to get to know you more, man. Yeah. So like, what, what's your story? I know you're you're from New York, I believe. From New York. Yeah. From, from New York, born and raised. Um my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. They mm. moved here when they, like, after a year being married, and they were like, oh, we're having a kid. Let's move to the States and start a new life. Um, and so I'm the eldest of three. My sister's two years younger than me. My brother's 18, just turned 18. So shout out to my little guy. My guy. About to go to college. Let's exciting go. times. Um, but, like, your true Caribbean immigrant story, right? Like, parents working two to three jobs, mom, dad, both of them grinding, one-bedroom apartment, but, like, also your American 
dream yeah. of a story. So like grind our way from one bedroom to two bedroom to a home now. And now like from public school to private school, then from private, private school to college. And just being able to just go through each one of those seasons and stages with my family. But like I'm your true and true like immigrant. So all I've really seen is like, hey, hard work. Yeah. Um, you know. Love your family. I grew up in church. Uh, my parents, my dad was a deacon for majority of my life. So that means we're serving every Sunday. That's just what, who we are. We're having people over the home. Um, grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a very, like a non-denominational church. Yeah. Um, I like to just talk about this because like I'm now, what, 33, going to be 34. Um, so having had grown up, grown up in church, gone through what we will call modern day some church hurt. Yep. But like really just more so some confusion Right of like, hey, like, what am I believing? Like, as an adult, like, yeah. like I know my parents told me to go to church every Sunday, but like, and I know I may have gave my life to God at twelve, and but that's what you do, right? Yep. So like, what's my own actual relationship with this person? And I, so I went through like my eighteen to twenties, really trying to just really figure that out, um, and then we circled back. Uh, what twenty six years old? I uh, started going. I was living in L A. Mm. Um, and what brought you to L A? L A. Man, so I I graduated from college. Um, and I, my first trip to LA was with an internship in, um, with Los Angeles Sparks, WNBA. Wow. Right. So like, I'm thinking like this, bro, like amazing. Got this internship. The internship was unpaid. Didn't know that till I got there. Oh man. Um, that's a big thing to learn. <laughs> that's a big thing to learn. Right. But like, this is like 18 years old, like learn, like taking, like talk about like taking the lumps. Like I've yeah. taken the lumps. Yeah. So like going out to LA now, like what do you do? Go back home or like, no, thank God. Like I have amazing parents. So like they supported the dream. Um, they supported me. I would yeah, say that's absolutely. probably that's probably more yeah. of the. You know what I mean? Like the dream is I have Caribbean parents. Yeah, you want to be a sportscaster? You want to go out to LA and okay, okay, we're gonna support you. Yeah, not so much the dream, but they supported me, and so like we were able to like I was able to make that work. Um, and then I just knew I loved LA. So fast forward like four years later, after working professionally and corporately, it just wasn't really hitting for me and yeah. I got a really dope opportunity. Actually, you like this. I got a dope opportunity working with a marketing company in LA. So the mm. same what same marketing company that kind of like made connections with when I was first out there with my internship, I got a full-time gig with them four years later. Um, and this, they work on events. They worked on Nike events, Google events, Facebook events. So like I literally did like every all-star game for like four years straight like working different events with Jordan Brand and with Nike and doing things with, this is when like influencers are yeah. starting to come around. So like I got to do some really dope things, meet some really dope people while being out in LA working with this company. Um, but yeah, man, so like I've just been kind of like, that's kind of like me, right? Like just graduated and just been on a journey of figuring myself out, right? Um, fast forward uh, to like now, I'm a dad, I'm married. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> I am currently... Uh, working through a training program with Mazara Coaching. I, I'm a life coach. I've I've done other programs before, but I really want to um, learn a, a different approach to coaching. And I really admire what you do here with your company. So yeah. that's where I'm at right now in a in a season of really, like you said, just exploring those gifts and really leaning into it. But um, yeah, that's kind of like a little smoothie of who I am. And <laughs> so um, so yeah, man. So for one, being father, right? Yeah. That's that's something that is almost hard to just kind of gloss over, right? I mean, what has this been like? Cause it's, your daughter is now how old? My daughter's approaching five months. Five, five months. months in like three days. That's crazy yeah. that it's been about five months since we had that dinner. So yeah, yeah. you yourself, you, you, what is this like, man? How's it been? Bro, um, so it has been 
an experience, a journey, a, a ride. Um, they say like when you're like about to have a, a kid, like everyone's like, you can't prepare, you can't prepare. And I'm like, yo, what are you guys talking about? Right. I <clears throat> was, I was so like, I took pride in the fact that, um, throughout the entire 10 months of my wife's pregnancy, cause pregnancy is 10 months. Yeah. And th- throughout the entire 10 months, I was like, yo, like I'm ready. I'm ready. I kept saying I'm ready. Ready. What I meant by ready <laughs> is I'm ready for whatever is to come. Yeah. And that has not changed. Yeah. Right, like you have to be ready for whatever is to come. So I think, like, when people like make statements, like what I'm realizing, like we don't finish the statements. Ready for what? Or I'm not ready. You'll never be ready for what? Like, right. give me deets. So, like, will you be ready to have a, a kid? No. But can you be ready for what's to come? Which means that you have to show up no matter what is to come. Yeah, I think I have. And with that, I did not know what was to come. Yeah. And it's been crazy. Yeah. It's been beautiful. Um. But like having a kid is another job, yeah, which trumps all other jobs, yeah. So like now you have to reshift your whole priorities and focuses because like yo like your child depends on you, um, your wife depends on you, your family depends on you in a different way, and so now like you're being challenged, you're being stretched. Um, if because I've been labeling it as this, if you want to be a present dad, right, right, like right, like you can pick what kind of dad you want to be. Respectfully, right. as a dad, I see dads. I know dads. I'm a dad. I know what I do. I see what dads do and, and don't do. And I'm like, hey, you have a choice: be a present dad or not. Yeah. Present dad, give it up a different way. Yeah. Present dads are really, really tired. Yeah. Very because good. they, they work good. really, really hard. Right. Not, not just at their job, right. but when they come home, they clock in and they're present for their wife right. and they're present for their kid. And they have so, no choice. Yeah. And they have no choice. Right. Right. There's dads who literally say like, yo. Mom got that. Whatever your arrangement is, but like at the end of the day, your partner is a human being yes, that needs rest the same way you do. For so sure. being a present dad has been a bigger challenge than I thought because it's like, yo, you're factoring in not just what you need, not just what your kid needs, but what everybody needs. Your partner, yourself, all things. Very so, good. Um, it's been, and that's, yo, that's not easy, fam. Yeah, that's not, yo, you, like, when you're locked in with your kid all day long and then like you get two hour, a two hour break, it's like, who gets these two hours? You got to be on. Who gets these times. two? Yeah. Wow. You feel me? Like, does my wife get it? Do I get it? Because I need it. Right? Like, and, and so it's figuring that out. It's like, it requires a lot of sacrifice and structure and routine, which you're going to have to learn and subscribe to. Yeah. And so it's been a journey of subscribing to the unknown. Um, first two months were rough and they've, and they've gotten better. They've yeah. They've gotten better. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. Thank you, man. And I appreciate I, it. I can't. I can't even imagine just yet, right? Like, um, we we talk often about when when the timing might be right or how we feel, and for some reason we still both feel far away from it. Yo, that's fire! Yeah. Kim and I felt far away from it. Yeah, like, and I think that's the best part. Like, especially when you're doing like life with your partner, someone like you're choosing yeah. to do like like we're gonna choose to make this baby, right? Um, like this is a plan, right? Kim and I planned our yeah. child. Like we spoke about this. Like, funny enough about that. Like prior, so. Not to go into too much details, right? But like, we found out that Kim was pregnant in January. Yeah. After Thanksgiving, we decided that we wanted. We both decided, yes, yes, let's try. Yeah. Prior to that, we weren't trying, right? Like act, like yeah. not intentionally. Yeah. Um, and we prayed on it in the fast that we had that September. So September of 2022, we're praying on do we have do we want to have a baby? And we both came out that fast like, Psh, nah, not yet. At September. You feel me? Like, yeah, it was like, or end of August, beginning of September. Wolf came out of that with like, yo, we're not ready yet. We're far off from that. Boom, boom, boom. So like, it's beautiful when you and your partner are 
definitely like on the same page of like, yo, we're far from it. And then when you have that moment when you're like, I think I'm ready. Yeah. That is also another beautiful moment. Yeah. Or when your partner's like, I'm open to it. And you're like, yeah, not yet. It's good because you guys are building that. Yeah understanding of where you guys are at and respecting each other's space. So I'm glad that you guys are talking about it actively. For sure. And you guys are both like, yo, like, good to go. We're both not on it. Because like, yeah. Yeah. D- don't rush, kid. Yeah. Take yeah, your time. I think, I think uh, the self-employment is kind of, I think that's the thing that we just want to find more st- stable ground mm. in. And I think the ground's already stable. Yeah. It's just that we're still used to what stable feels like and, and what this yeah. is and, and yeah. you know, what, what, it, what it entails. So. Um, but dope, man. I, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I, I want to circle back to a quote to that I remember how, I hope you remember the, how, how it stood out and impacted me, right? You said something along the lines of, you know, I said and asked you, hey, what is this love that you have for people? And you said, well, I love people how I would like to be loved. So you, you're constantly in this giving and loving place where it's this idea that we've heard so many times before of like, oh, well, treat others how you want to be treated. But you love others how you'd like to be loved. And I think that is something that we could probably spend this entire episode talking about because it is, it's beautiful to watch. It's inspiring for me as a man. Um, and I think it's something that everybody could learn from and for the betterment of our world, betterment of our relationships, friendships, all of it. So tell me more just about that, man. Like if you were to just kind of explain to me what this ideology is and how you step into a room so intentionally with this concept of loving others. Um, well, I'm from New York and no one's nice in New York. Yeah. No one's nice in New York. Everyone's so mean, right? And so like, like you have to talk about your environment too. Like, like, like that character is, is birthed out of an environment where like you say, hey, what's up? And they're like, hey. Not so much, right. right? They might have some choice words for you. Yep. And so, like, one, it's realizing that we live in a world where no one's giving love, right? Um, and it's just not, it's not received, it's not mutual. And so, like, it became something that I was just like, yo, like, man, like, one, I wish, like, this this feeling, the feeling of love, it, it, it makes me feel good. When I'm, when I'm in contact with somebody that, that makes me feel good, I'm like, yo, that's nice. And imagine if we gave that to everybody. Yeah. And so it just became like something that I wanted to do. I just wanted to be the person that was a little bit different and gave love to everybody in the room, mainly because we all needed, we all want to, we all want to see, feel seen. We all want to feel heard. Yeah. We all want to feel loved. And like, if we're like the, the world we're living in, we're just walking right past each other. I'm like, oh, we can't do that, man. Yeah. So it's just been like something that's like, yo, like I'm not going to be that guy. Right. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not like the Mr. Holly Jolly in Starbucks, right? But like those small interactions that I could have, those small moments that I could have that I can make an impact or like I see that like, hey, that person, their spirit's a little bit yeah. down. So like that's the, like I really like, I look for the person who needs it the most. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Or like, or like I know that look. <laughs> yeah. I've been there before. So like I like, to, I like empathy is the biggest thing. Like I walk into a room and I'm like, all right, cool. So-and-so hasn't said, no one said what's up to so-and-so. Yeah. That's so deep. Yo, so-and-so, who are you? What's your name? Where are you from? Let's yeah. rap. Why? Because like I would want somebody to do that for me if I was in a space where I was uncomfortable. I think that comes from a place of secureness, right? You have to, one, be secure with yourself and your own mind in that moment where you're not that person already and being chaotic. But I think there's a secureness that also comes with focusing on others, yeah. right? When you're so focused on helping others, there's a piece about that. There's a piece that we feel when we are focused on helping others oh, yeah. and the betterment of others. So I, I love that. So for one, almost a left turn here, but do you struggle with anxiety? Do you have these kind of things that people step into when they step into a room? Um, 
I've I've been in so many. I've been I've been blessed to be in so many different rooms. Like, right. and then when I say different rooms, it's like not special rooms. Yeah, just different walks of life, different people. Um, and I'm now 34 years old. So this is a gift that I've been really cultivating for some time, and just realizing like, hey, like there is something attached to me when I walk into a room, and I really had to like pay attention to that because there were times where like I used to walk into a room and like soak that in i used yeah. to use that for like negative like yeah okay all the attention's on me i gotta show out mm-hmm. right so that there, there was a season where like yo this gift like i was misplacing it yeah. right um <laughs> but like now like in my more mature kind of like self um i really just want to be able to walk into a room um see to see who needs the love and i forgot where i was going with this because i forgot the question was. but i think ultimately yeah so it is hard to feel. Tony Robbins would talk about this yeah. all the time. Like, it's hard to feel depressed when you're focused on helping mm, others. And yes, you asked me if I struggled with uh, anxiety. So yeah, walking into those rooms, I don't. I no longer feel those that that anxiety, that 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 that, that stress because like I know I'm. I know I'm on. I look at it. I'm on. I'm on assignment. Yeah. Like I know that. Like if, if I'm in that room, That's like I'm so literally good. on assignment. Like to meet with somebody, to connect with somebody. There's something in that room for me. Wow. So I'm locked in for that room yeah. at this stage, yeah. right? Before I used to just walk into a room oblivious and just maximize on 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 energy yeah right? but now it's like way more intentional like can i leave with not just making someone feel good but like a, a good deep conversation yeah. like there with somebody where like now that we're coaches bro like i walk in and i'm like yo like can i leave with like giving someone a nugget yeah right not not a nugget that i have either i believe that like this gift also that we have um it, it's like yo like sometimes i'm not really i'm not saying nothing that i think you should hear like i really believe that sometimes it's like yo like I'm just receiving and downloading something that you need to hear, not from my own brain or concept, but like just a little, I don't want to say like God's telling me to tell so-and-so this, that's not my bag, right? But like I'm inspired to encourage you in this moment. Yeah. Something, something for whatever reason, yeah. having this conversation with so-and-so, I'm inspired to have a conversation about your career, about your relationship, yeah. about whatever. That's not per chance. Yeah. I'm on assignment when I walk into rooms and I just know that I have to like show up. That's so good, bro. To be, to feel when that you're called on assignment in every single room. I think sometimes I can fall guilty to the idea of like, in the big moments. Well, that's when I'm called mm-hmm. to something big. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact that you step into every room with the intentionality of like, oh, I'm on assignment here. Like, I I know there's some person that God has called me here to bless 100%. and to to speak to to use this gifting that I have. Woof, yeah. man. I feel like if if more people thought like that. The intentionality that they would themselves bring to every interaction. I thought people would be dressed up for the occasion at all times. People would be like focused and prepared for whatever focus. could come. It's a different so good, focus. Bro. It's a different focus. And that's just cultivate like it's just just realizing like there's a lot of people who like you said five thousand subs. Yeah. Right? Like God has a call on people's lives. Yeah. Right? And so like the longer you're on this journey and you're like I I, I talk from the in-between. Mm. Being called by God and Knowing that for a fact, but yeah. not necessarily exactly fully operating in that call, right? So, like, I like to talk to people in the tween because yeah. in that tween, it's like, well, what do I do in the tween? Yeah. I'm looking for God. I'm not, da, da. You got to just be who you are in yeah. that tween. We're in that season, in that space. So, like, nothing was moved. Like, I know there's a gift and there's a call and there's places and rooms I'm supposed to be in and da 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 but that's not happening right yeah. now. But I won't ever be ready for that if I'm not in the dojo practicing. So, there was, like, a shift and just, like, yo, like, all right, cool, like, I don't know when my timing is. Yeah. I really don't. But right now, like I'm getting real sharp. Yeah. 
I'm getting real nice at identifying, at having those conversations. Right very now, good. my goal right now is to listen more. Yeah, very good. Because I realize, because I, like this is something I learned about the gift this year. Hey, you need to listen more. Yeah. Like, yes, like you can speak to it, but download all the information that people are saying first and then speak to it. Yeah. It'll be more efficient. Very good. Right? And, and you speak directly to it. So it's like, yo, like, but I'm not anywhere. I'm just a, I'm just a dude. I, I'm serving on the parking team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a coach. Like, it's just more so understanding, like, I'm practicing. Everything is, I can use it as practice. Yeah, very good. I think yeah. that's, I think when we can take it as that, like, every moment is sharpening. And it's sharpening us for either the next moment or the big moments of that, that are to come. I think there's a gratitude that comes with that. I think that there's a presence, a love, a passion and intentionality. So I love that. I think that's probably the big thing I, I get to take from today is that exact idea. Um, so before we get in, really, <laughs> I love we're like 40 minutes in. It's like, all right, before we get we're into rapping, the topic. We're I love it though, yeah. I love it. Um, it's, I, I almost noticed that every single episode, I'm gonna have some reference of God. And yeah. in the beginning, there was this uh, this push and pull between like, well, you know, you're a motivational podcast and, you know, you got to stay in your lane. And, and the deeper I get in my walk with God, it's like, I don't really know how to speak about anything else. You know, I, I don't know how to, I don't, I, I, yes, I've got all these tips and tools and Tony Robbins and all these great coaching certifications, all this great stuff. But it's like, it's nothing in comparison to you getting closer to God. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel... I feel so called that every episode has some segment to it now. And I love that we can't help ourselves but already have gone into yeah. it. So tell me, man, well, faith, God, Jesus, like what is this role in your life? Because clearly if you're stepping into every room saying I'm on assignment, yeah. then clearly you got to be pretty uh, in alignment. I'm, um, I'm in the middle. Like I told you, I'm in the middle of this journey, right? Like I really feel... Uh, on this road to, on this road of relationship with Christ, with God. I made a choice, it's a choice. I made a choice that I wanna be a believer of Christ, I wanna follow him, I wanna take his principles, his values, his words, and I wanna live that out. That's a choice, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I could do whatever, you could do whatever. So that has become a choice for me now, and um, in that, that require like I'm also trying, I'm also testing it, I won't lie to you, I'm testing it. Is it true? It's worked for so many others. Right. Is your favorite speaker, your favorite pastor, your favorite minister, is he scamming you? Or is God for real? Yeah. Because he's up. He's in places. He's in rooms. Right? So like, or is it like, is it for one-offs? Is it for one-offs? Or is it for everyone who feels a call? Are we all called? Are we all children of God? I'm, bro I'm in the middle of really living. I'm a living experiment. I have nothing else to do. Right? Yeah. I have nothing I have nothing better else to do with my time than to lock in on this journey of being a Christian. What do we need to apply? Faith? Okay, I'm gonna lock what does faith look like? Okay, in the middle of your storm? Mm. Ooh, that's hard. But that's what the word says. So I'm literally like, I'm gonna just I'm believing and I'm believing in it because I wanna prove it. Yeah. Prove it. I believe like that's what we let's have an attitude. I, I come from a competitive basketball, New York City environment, it's, it's prove it. So this journey, right? Like this faith journey, this Christian journey, I'm on it like, I be, I, this sounds really true. I, in order for me to see if it's true or not, I have to live it out. Yeah. I'm gonna live it out and I'm gonna let y'all know if it's true or not. Yeah. That's why if, if, if this is true, which I believe that it's true, and I'm called to where I'm supposed to get to, 
the way I'm going to speak about it is speaking from a place of doubt, yeah. <laughs> unbelief, right. lack yeah. of faith in the highs, in the lows, in all the things, but it's tested and proven. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to test it and prove it, and I'm going to speak about it to others because like, what are we doing? Yeah. If not, it would be crazy if, you, if this was all not really, it wasn't real. Right. Right? But, it's, but we know what it is because we've, we're, we're seeing glimpses and, and, and breakthroughs and hopes. So I'm literally in the middle of, of proving it, but I believe my call is to like really challenge it and, and, and go through the doubts. Yeah. Right? Like I have doubts. Bro. I'm in one of the toughest seasons of my life right now. Of course. And it's like, yo, like some days I'm like, I don't know if right. this is it. Right. But then I'm like, I mean, it's better on this side. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine going through what I'm going through without having faith right, right. in something bigger than my current situation. Right, right. You feel me? So like, I know that it's real and I'm just testing it out every single day. Very good. I think, to, I think faith without hardship uh, is hard to... I think our faith is developed through hardship. Absolutely. And I think we have to suffer to develop faith, like to develop a real strengthened faith. And I think a faith that isn't tested is a weaker faith. So I, I think you being in the middle of your hardest season of your life, um, I, I think it's always for your greater good. I think it's always for our greatest good. And I think the end of your story will have a big focal point, a big emphasis on this chapter of like, oh yeah, that, that's when really I got sharpened and I got fine-tuned and you know my character, my resolve was really, right. really strengthened throughout that time. So, um, but dope, man, I, I love, you know, again, I, I circle back to your authenticity and your vulnerability. And these are the things that make you so brilliant in a room because you are 1 million percent going to be you. And whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your thoughts, you're going to share it. There's this thing that you do in public speaking that is very cool, but you make everybody feel cool. Like how you speak to people, you make them feel like, because you, you dress dope, you are cool. <laughs> like you're, you are a guy that people say, oh, he's like you're popular, he's cool, like that's somebody that I would wanna chill with. You have that way of being. So when you speak to a crowd, it's, you make everybody feel like you, like you make them feel like, oh, y'all are all my boys, y'all are all my homies. Like there's something that is so special about that and I can't wait the, you know, the bigger the stages and everything just to see that be pulled out of you because it is truly something I've never seen before. Um, I think people try to strive for it on stages and they try to bring a certain level of coolness or funniness or whatever, but there's something that's brilliant about how you do it because it's like, oh, this, I don't know. It, it's something I've never seen before, bro. And I've seen a lot of public speaking. So um, I'm hyped for it, bro. But let's, let's get into the topic Thank today. You, um, so I love this idea, finish what you start, because I feel like very few people finish what they start. And, and starting is a lot easier and a lot more fun, a lot more exciting than finishing. We all have friends where we sat around and we talked about all the things that we would do and all the things we would accomplish rather than just starting and finishing the journey. Um, I also believe that starting is exciting and then the middle is where we lose it. Right? We get yeah. to March, we get to April, we get to May and all of a sudden it's, it's the tired, the fatigue, the disbelief that it won't come through or come true. So just kind of wherever you're at in life or your headspace uh -huh. right now, when you hear Finish what you start. What comes to mind? Finish what you start, Joshua. Mm. <laughs> that's where I'm. Li I'm like that's where I'm living in right now. I think we talk, we talk about a couple different things. We talked about having a child, right? Like having a child now, like that's holding me accountable to finishing what I started. Yeah. Right. Because 
like we want to live a certain lifestyle. I want to be present with my kid every single day. I, last two months, I've been able to be with her 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. I don't want that to change. Yeah. Right? And in order for me to continue living that lifestyle, I need to finish where I started. The dreams, the goals, the plans that I have. Um, right now, I'm currently, like I mentioned, finishing training for Mazara Coaching. Mm-hmm. Right? I started back in December. Holidays, life, this, that, the third, but like still at the, in the back of my mind, like whether, like no, no matter what, I have to finish what I started. Like yeah. that's like, I'm literally living in it right now and I've been struggling with that, right? Because it's just like, yo, things come up, you don't feel like it, you're not in the mood, is this it, is this the right thing, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, what I'm realizing in this, like I just need to finish yep. what I started. Yep. I actually no longer care about what happens after. Right, Between me and me, it's like, yo, are you gonna are you gonna finish what you start? Because I can literally go through a Rolodex of things that I've started in my life. Right. You feel me? And that like really sound good. That really could have been the breakthrough. That really could have been the one, but I didn't finish it. And so like for me, it's like, yo, at some point in life, you gotta start wanting to do things. You're gonna have to start trying things, and then you're gonna have to start finishing those things. Very good. And not being married to the results. Very it's not good. even about the like the result is can you finish? So when you ask me, like, finish what you... I'm reading it on the way here. And I'm like, when you ask me, like, finish what you started, bro, what, exactly what that means to me is like, yo, like, forget the results. Yeah. It's a you versus you battle. Do you say the things... Do you do the things you say you're going to do? Yeah. No matter how big or how small. Listen, things come up, blah, blah, blah. But finishing what I started is like, this year, that's what... I, I just want to be someone who finishes what I start. I don't care about the results anymore. Yeah. It's not even about that. The result is like, finally, bro, you don't have to live with the guilt of not finishing what you started. I think there's something so there's something so valuable and there's this inner self-respect that is built whenever we do the things we say we're going to do. We say to ourselves, we say to others, but there is this inner confidence, this inner self-trust that is sharpened and developed and strengthened each and every time we follow through. It's just hard to follow through. Yeah. But I think that's what growth is. Whenever we face difficulty, whenever we face a challenge, on the other side of that, after we've pushed through, pushed through the fatigue, pushed through the discomfort, on the other side of that is a better version of you, is a, a deeper resolve, is a deeper character, and really just a, a closer version of you that is getting to the vision that you have for your life or that God has for your life. Yeah. But you got to get through that. So um, it's uncomfortable. It's challenging. I think just to call them out and to, and to say like, no, I'm still finishing this. Like, I still have to get this done. It is such a powerful message of finish what you start. And I think there's so, this could go all year for the entire series and and it would still be powerful because we are all on this journey of starting many things and needing to finish them through. So see it through. Yeah. That's like, I had this conversation with my my sister the other day, literally on this topic. And we were just talking about it because like we both, they're just goals. We all have dreams, right? But like seeing it through, like see that dream through, like you said, it's really exciting to start. Yeah. It's so fun to start and to dream and a vision and a da, 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 and making the calls. The initial thing is, is, is fun. See it through though. It's still fun. See it through. Like make it fun continuously. And yeah. I'm learning that because like I'm not the guy, like I finished where I start, but like maybe not in the time that I should, right? Maybe I dragged my feet in that process. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's like. I want to get better at finishing where I start. Yeah. Like, that's a goal for me this year. And being re- being realistic with those yeah. goals. I think that starts there too, right? Like, what's your goals? Be realistic. Go. What do you think? So you're a coach, right? And you work one-on-one with people. So what do you think is some of the biggest reasons, either for yourself or yeah. for others, what do you think 
keeps people from consistently doing what they need to do. Consistency might be the hardest thing to conquer in life. What is it about that that is so hard to achieve? Self, man. Self is, for some, can be the only thing. Like, you, you we get in the way of our, ourselves, all right? Like, we, and that's like by not, that's by, I think the biggest thing is like jumping into our feelings. And leaning into that a little bit too much. And like, so like, yo, there are days where you don't feel like doing things. That's okay. Listen to the body. Re-up if you need yeah. to. But like every day you don't feel like doing something. Right. Like at some point you have to bring a challenge to yourself. Self is getting in the way. Right? So I think it's it's, it's self first and getting in, in tune with yourself. Understanding self. When do you work the best? How do you work the best? When is a good time for you to accomplish those things that you want to accomplish? Yeah. When can you... Be, like So you really understanding self is a really good way to just start... To finish things that you started, right? Like you really understand who who is this? Who am I? Yeah. Because like yo, like you can be like yeah, tomorrow morning I'm, I'm going to get it done. You're not a morning person, right? You're not going to get it done in the morning, and so you're going to do the thing that you always do. You're going to push it back to later and later, and the next thing you know, it's not so figure out the time that works best for you. Self understanding yeah. self, um, and moving self out the way. Yeah. So when it comes to this idea, right? I think people struggle with consistency. People struggle with the idea of. Finishing what they start. Okay, so let's talk to that person, yeah. you know, specifically. Let's say this is the person that is tired of setting goals and not seeing them through. They feel a little embarrassed that they've started in the past. What is a word, a piece of advice that you would give them since you are a coach yourself um, that you would just share to them and really encourage them with for this year? Yeah, man. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is get off the scale. And what I mean by that is I'm someone who struggled with um, just body, like body image, right? Weight, um, being, just not feeling who I am and that like really playing a big on my mental. It's so hard and, to imagine that too. Like you struggle with your weight. I can't even oh imagine Oh my goodness. That. It's, but it's like, it's like, if you ask my wife, she'd be like, yeah, he just made, it's, it's made up in his head. And it's yeah. just, it's because I got bullied X, Y, and Z. But ah. going back to why, I would just tell people to get off the scale. And what I mean by that is like, when you go on the scale, there's a number that you want to hit. Right? There's a number that you're just obsessed over. I need to be 220. I need to be 180. I need to be whatever. But then like when you're not on that, when you get to the scale and you're not anywhere close to it, yeah. after a week, after two weeks, after a month, when you get on that scale and that number isn't just where you want it to be, you get discouraged. Yeah. Right? And so what I mean by get off the scale when it comes to seeing your plans through is simply like don't fall in love with what the result's going to be. Right. Fall in love with the process of who you're becoming. I'm becoming a person who finishes the things I set out to do. That's a great accomplishment, yeah. right? Because you also know that the things that you're setting out to do is going to give you a better life, yeah. right? And so what is stopping us from really, I truly, truly believe what is stopping us from getting to that point, it's ourselves, yeah. whatever it may be in terms of self. So is it self-doubt? Well, we got to get better with that. We got to put ourselves in environments where we can start believing in ourselves, start seeing things, start accomplishing, and that starts with accomplishing things, yeah. right? Like you, you, the way you shake self-doubt, is seeing yourself through, yeah, right? And so I think it's just not falling in love with the results, falling in love with the process of who you're becoming um, on this journey of accomplishing your goals. Very good. Get off the scale. Very good, bro. I love that as yeah. a bar for people to remember, truly, man. Uh, get off the scale. Stop worrying about the result as much as you are about the process. Can you fall in love with the process? Yeah. Can you allow yourself to say, I feel good about my output every day, regardless of if the result is showing me it. I also love that scripture, um, Galatians 6, 9, right? Do not grow weary in doing good. Come on. For at the proper time. At the proper time. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up 
And I always got to, like, we have to fix it that on that idea. That was for me. For sure. That was, that was for me. <laughs> we got to fix it on the idea of proper. Because yeah. proper yeah. time means our Father in Heaven will decide when we receive it. Mm-hmm. When we are able mm-hmm. to have it. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea of like, well, I just got to control my, my part of the planting. I just got to keep doing good and handling my part. Because at the proper time, all will, all will be shown. So, beautiful brother. I, yeah. I want to thank you again. Um, for being here today, and absolutely, I think thank you for it, having me. It's not a small drive for you. It's not a small commitment. You're a father. You're a husband, and I, I think it's an encouraging word that you gave us today, bro. Um, I'm grateful for people to be able to lean into this. That we have a podcast that is a, a resource for people to hear these kind of words. Um, so I'm excited for people to hear it. And uh, my 4am family, as we step away from today, I think this series, uh, finish what you start, might be a long one. I'd be one that we continue for a while. Why not, because, though? Yeah, right? I think it's, it's something we could see through to the end of the year if we wanted to. So I think there's more to be said, more to be learned, more to share, more people to get onto this podcast as well to speak on this topic. But uh, until next time, my 4 a.m. family, peace. peace. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Mazzara. Thanks again for joining us at 4 a.m. Motivations. Please subscribe, rate, and share with others who you think would benefit from these words as well. And if you'd like to work with me directly on a one-on-one basis for personal or professional coaching, then please visit mazara.co and find out how. And just because you're a listener of this podcast, when you speak to one of the members from our team, let them know that 4 a.m. Motivation sent you, and you'll receive an extra 15% off. We look forward to hearing from you and supporting you on your growth journey.